Shrink Wrap Radio number 858, Psychiatrist Paul Corona, MD, on Alternative Approaches to Treating Mental Illness. And now it's time for Dr. Dave and Shrink Wrap Radio. Radio, all the psychology you need to know, and just enough to make it dangerous. It's all in your head. And now, here's your host, Dr. Dave. My guest today is holistic psychiatrist Paul D. Corona, MD. We'll be discussing his work and his book. Healing the Mind and Body. Now, here's the interview. Dr. Paul Corona, welcome to Shrinkwrap Radio. Thank you, Dr. Van Nuys. It's great to be here. Okay. Hey, uh, uh, you can call me David if I can call you Paul. Yes, I appreciate that. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, so we're going to be discussing your book, Healing the Mind and Body. And before we get into that, perhaps we can first touch on your background. Uh, where did you grow up? I grew up in Southern California uh, in the South Bay area and uh, uh, all up and down the South Bay. And then I went to USC for college in, in Los mm -hmm. Angeles. And then I went uh, after that to New York Medical College for four years to get my medical degree. Uh-huh. And then I came back to Los Angeles, downtown Los Angeles, for a, th a three-year residency program in family practice uh, before I started private practice in 1992. I grew up in L.A. myself a long time ago. So uh, <laughs> so that we have that in common. Uh, your trip to New York, that was a long way to go to school. It was. I, you know, at the time, I, I knew I was going to come back here and live and retire and all that. And so I, I just figured this was my only opportunity to live elsewhere. And so it ended up, I got into six medical schools. So it ended up being between Philadelphia and New York. And at the end, I just chose New York for location. And it was a, it was a great experience. And I'm just, I'm glad, I, I'm glad I got away. It's I, I, I think getting away from school is a great idea. Yeah. Did you know that you were going to be a doctor when you were a kid? Was what did you five years old or so maybe <laughs> <laughs> really I, uh, really i uh, i got a doctor bag for christmas um and uh i was just enthralled by all it, it and I, oh yeah and so i took that everywhere and so then i got the nickname dr paul when i was a <laughs> young child and uh um so i i think i've I, it's really the only thing i've really wanted to do ever I think growing up and I, I think there was, there was really no other profession I I thought of and uh, <laughs> there was no good backup plan okay well how would we describe uh your psychiatric orientation would it be called holistic psychiatry that's what I what I call holistic <clears throat> excuse me 
I, I call holistic because, you know, I, I look at this as, you know, trying to help the body heal itself. And, and uh, when, so my, my view about medications might be, you know, people might think medications mean is not holistic. Well, I disagree, but um, I think um, cause what, if you understand what medications do, they really kind of work with the body to help, to help it heal itself. And so, um, so that's why, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm very sorry. Um, so that's why I, you know, I look at it in that way. And, um, you know, and I, and when I first started, um, in training, see, when I, when I chose a residency program, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do exactly. So I chose family practice because I liked all different aspects of medicine and, and during medical sure. And, and I didn't think I wanted to do psychiatric full-time or pediatrics or what. So I decided, I, I decided psychiatry because of the fact that, um, you know, it was, I mean, I decided, I'm sorry, all right, I, I chose family practice because of the fact that I, I thought I could get the best of all worlds. And, and it, it was during the nineties really that I, um, that really decided to go into psychiatry full time after I had a lot of experience um, in psychiatry. <clears throat> Man, I'm sorry. So anyway, so that's, so I, um, you know, getting into psychiatry for me, was was really as a family doctor, I started to figure out um, that you know the physical and the emotional tied in together. Because when I started getting experience with uh, with prescribing psychotropics in the '90s, I started realizing that um, when I that also I, I was healing the body too. And so the the title of my book, Healing the Mind and Body, came with the fact that I started seeing that treating psychological components also started to um, improve people's physical ailments you know for example a simple example like stress causing headaches stress causing joint pains and stomach problems and irritable bowel syndrome and fibromyalgia so i started seeing this link between the physical and the emotional and yeah. and i started seeing this link is, is actually a neurochemical link yeah well it's all connected right we're you know holistic it's a, it's a whole system, and it's all about systems within systems within right. systems. Because also, uh, we're we're within we're in an environment, and the environment also is part of the uh, what's impacting our our physical health and our mental health. Um, and actually, it's probably artificial to even distinguish between physical and mental. But uh, we've been, that's part of our inheritance, I think. Um, so, would you would you say that you're working from a wellness model? I am, and uh, again, I, I think if I would not have started in primary care early on, uh, I don't I don't think these books would have ever come about uh, because it was my primary care background that gave me that more holistic look at a, at a person, uh, looking at all the elements of a person. And uh, I, I think psychiatrists tend to look at the brain and the mind, and, and but they really ignore the body in a sense. And, and most primary care doctors like myself focus on the body and the physical, but ignore how the mind and how, how stress and, um, impacts that, their, the physical being. And so, so really what led to the books was this discovery that, you know, when you, when you reconnect the neurochemicals in the, in the brain and body, great things happen and so i that's why i started to realize that uh, that i was seeing these miraculous things happening in my practice 
when I was applying psychotropic medications in certain ways. And, and again, I think there's a lot of people out there who think medications are, you know, that they're the, the, they're the terrible. You can't go on medications. That's not holistic. Holistic is, you know, is, um, you know, wellness. And I, and again, I, I, I it's, I'm not all about medications with my patients. I also deal with their psychology, you know, I, I send them psychologists such as yourself. I work with them about exercise. I work with them on breathing techniques. I work with them on coping strategies. And, and so I get to know my patients very, very well. And when I do, I really, you know, I, I look at the person, not just as a, chemistry set that I can manipulate, but also a, a whole person with, and, and I get to know them, I get to know their families. I, I really dig deep in, inside and, and, uh, and, and, and once I know the person really well, then I, then I can, then I can see really what's going to work for that person as far as is, will medications, is that part of the answer? Maybe, maybe not. And that, but I get to, you know, I'll be able to figure that out once I work with the person. How would you describe the current state of medicine? Uh, I, I'm not happy with how it's gone. I, I think that, um, you know, medicine has become very impersonal. I think it's become very corporate. I think uh, we're seeing like, you know, I'm, I'm a kind of a dinosaur in, in private solo practice. Uh, I think that mostly it's big groups and, um, you know, people get have to people see different people constantly. Right. Yeah, I, I think there's, a, there's a, that lack of the personal connection. I think I think when people think about the old country doctor or the old family doctor, you think about someone who gets to know you. Like you know, th that's what really got me into medicine. I really enjoy getting to know people and getting to know everything about them and and working with them. And I think the personal side, the customer service side, um, is really kind of dying in medicine, unfortunately. And I think there's there's a lot of dissatisfaction in the, in medicine about about what we do and um so i think there's a lot of unhappy doctors out there i think there's a it's a system that's that i that i think has gone the wrong way yeah yeah if if you some uh, if you had a magic wand or had gotten some huge grant let's say uh what would you do to change things well i think i think doctors need to um well, that, I mean, again, I think doctors need to learn uh, the better way of doing things. I, this is why I'm, I'm, uh, I finished my my most recent book coming out. Um, is I my goal is to teach, and I'm I'm hoping with my teaching, I'm going to teach really not only about the medical part, but also how to be a doctor that caters to the needs of our patients. So I've since my first three books, Healing the Mind and Body, parts one through three. Uh, my fourth and fifth book are are which I've finished and I'm I'm editing right now. Uh, they're basically training manuals for doctors. Um, so my intention is to teach um, not only the medical part but also teach doctors how to, you know, how to you know how to get how to get more personal with your patients and and listen to them. I think yeah. there's there's a problem that doctors just don't listen and and uh, and patients don't think they care. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, certainly I've experienced that some myself. We're we're in a a health plan, or, or you know, and we've constantly. Uh, I'm concerned that Medicare is being undermined, you know, and clearly there there are forces at work that want to move us off of the Medicare that we. <laughs> 
that we would get at retirement and uh, and get us into this other model where they're constantly sending us literature about, oh, well, you could save money if you and get these other things covered. But as I looked into it, what I my sense of it and the way it's been explained to me is um, you have to pay a whole lot up front that they don't tell you about. So you think that's going to save you a lot of money. Well, you're saving them money because you, you're forced to pay up front. And um, and they're, they're really basically trying to to get rid of what I think is widely called Obamacare, which I think is wonderful. <laughs> I don't want to see that go away. <laughs> yeah, so, well, again, I think, um, you know, I, I, for Medicare, for sure, but I mean, I think, uh, you know, I think with Medicare, you know, there's, there's problems because it's, it's, I think it's starting to go a little bit bankrupt. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, to, you know, to save Medicare is going to be difficult. There's going to be some difficult financial decisions about that. Um, but, uh, but I think, you know, old and young, I think that, um, I think that, you know, doctors can do better and we, and, you know, we need to, you know, we need, we need to learn how to, you know, take care of our patients and, and, um, and make sure, make sure we let them know that we care, we care about them and, and, uh, and not, Amen. Amen. And, you know, it's, 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 you know the, but the impersonal model that we have now, and I hear from all the time from patients that, you know, the doctor was, was barely even looking at me. He was typing in the computer the whole time I was talking, but didn't make any, right. gave me a prescription when I left and didn't even explain what, what's, what it's for. Um, especially in what I do in psychiatry, um, you know, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of just here, you're in the room five minutes here, here's a prescription. And, um, and what I do with my patients is explain exactly, here's why I'm choosing this for you. I, I draw them diagrams of neurons. I, I, I say, okay, here's what this medication is doing. And I explain exactly why I'm choosing this. And, and, and also I, what I do is I have them call me about a week later and, and follow up and tell me how, how you're doing. And so there's Wonderful. A, lot of, a lot with me as a you know, customer service is, is so important. Um, and the reason I, my success is, is so high is because of the fact that I listen to my patients. I, I, you know, they're always able to get a hold of me. I follow up with, with them regularly and, and, and get them better. And that's, that's my goal is to get every person I see in, the, in my office, uh, get, them, get them well, mind, body, spirit. So. Yeah. Now, I know you've, you've said that, uh, that you see uh, – pharmaceuticals uh, often as a useful tool on the other hand what's your take on the pharmacology industry generally uh, i'm not a huge fan <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know i think uh you know I, it's you know I, but i think the one good thing is that um you know that they uh, they come out with some pretty amazing medications i get to work with but but you know, also the you know pharmaceutical pharmaceutical companies are very regulated by the government, so they they have to do things in certain ways. Um, so, but I'm not a huge fan of um, some of the stuff they do. I'm not a huge. I'm not a big fan of the FDA and and how how regulated things are because I think that um, uh, you know doctors don't really under don't really hear sometimes what, what medications are about because they're 
they're so regulated and, and the information and it with it with what I do with with psychotropic medication, there's a there's a lot of off-label benefits that we um with them and and which means that you know benefits that can't be advertised but that we find out and um, but I think if the if, if the pharmaceutical companies are too regulated, then those messages get, don't get out to doctors about how to actually use these products. Yeah, uh, the uh, the marketing is so intense, you know, and and uh, doctors, unless they're careful, they can be kind of brainwashed to. Okay, here's the latest thing. We're gonna we're gonna send you off to Hawaii for. Uh, you know, and uh, and we'll do that for free, and you can sit in on these seminars and blah blah blah. You know, and uh, so that's kind of distressing uh, to those of us who are consumers, and uh, and uh, and there's a lot of confusion, I think, among patients these days: who to believe, who to trust. Well, and then you find there's a, a lot of TV commercials <laughs> about oh, yeah. the products, and and I agree. I think that um, I, I think that part is getting better. I think they, they've they've kind of cut down on a lot of the those golf trips and the the trips out of the you know uh, you know to Hawaii. I think that's that's gotten better. I think, but you're but you're right. I think doctors. Um, get information from companies uh and you know it's a skewed they're often skewed messages and i think that you know doctors um you know basically let the pharmaceutical reps um tell them how they should practice medicine right right you know speaking of the of the fda i wonder what your take is on one of the things that's going on right now is um as, as I'm sure you're aware, strong interest in psychedelic uh, psychotherapy, a, a psychedelic assisted psychotherapy. Uh, what's what's your what are your thoughts about that? Uh, I think that it's it's actually quite interesting. Um, I'm not opposed. From what I've seen in some of my patients, that there has been some benefit for some people. I, I you know I normally you know I'm I'm normally kind of aggressive with psychotropic medication so most of my patients get well with what i do and and i'm a you know i combine medications together in certain ways so i will learn how to really work with the psychotropics medications that we have so many people don't even need to get to that level because of the fact that they're completely better with what i've done with the psychotropic medications which again in what i call the healing um curative and holistic medications and i can go more into why i think that now as far as you know i mean there's there, you're about maybe, maybe talking about psilocybin um which is you know which we know as magic mushrooms um there's also ketamine now there's also um you know people would say like thc and the cbd there, there's a you know there's a lot of new things out and you know, the psilocybin. I think it's 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 interesting. It it does seem to have value with certain people. I've had I've had some cases um, that I've seen where I could only get the person so much better with medications, and then one guy in particular I saw recently, and psilocybin just completely turned things around. He's doing great. So I think there is value. That just probably trying to identify who who's the best candidate for those things would be would be the next would be the challenge but i think 
for my right. my practice, it's basically when I when I've kind of done my thing and I like I can't get person the person completely well was when I started thinking about alternatives uh, alternatives like that. Yeah, actually, uh, I have a son who is a nurse practitioner, and uh, and he actually benefited uh, from a ketamine infusion that yeah. the uh, that the medical system that he's in, I think it was um, Kaiser, and he had to go to a special Kaiser where they were doing this, and he had a, a problem with chronic pain, facial pain, due to, I think, a dental a surgical problem or something, and but it, he was horribly depressed as a result, and uh, and you know, and he's normally sunny and loves people, and he's loved mm -hmm. by everybody. And then he was went into isolation. He wanted to isolate himself from people and all. So with a 24-hour infusion, and, and they didn't promote it as a psychedelic, but they just said, you know, you might notice some some psychedelic effects. Well, he just <laughs> he just turned him around. It was it was amazing. And since then, he's become trained to to do uh, uh, psychedelic. Uh, to assist in psychedelic psychotherapy mm -hmm. so so we have some enthusiasm for that approach in in the family but at the same time though i think that you know they're they in the studies they are careful to screen people and uh, and i think in the kind of medicine that you're practicing you get to know your patients really well so that in a sense you're screening them you will have a good basis for screening them, you know, to make a recommendation one way or another. Right. Yeah, I've um, but I've been I've been pleasantly surprised at um, some of the outcomes. There's also uh, called TMS is another alternative to medications that's that's become popular, which is you know you sit in this machine and you have the yeah, electro trans trans transcranial medicals. Uh, uh, Magnetic stimulation, right? right? Exactly. So that that's worked for some people, but yeah, I think the psychedelics. Um, interesting that I, a lot of times it's with microdosing, and sometimes it's not the full on psychedelic um, dosing. But yeah. uh, but if you have a therapist that's trained on that, it's, it can be it can be quite effective. Yeah. Now, one of the things that you talk about in your book, I think, is is medical scams. Can you uh, rhapsodize on that? What are some examples that you've encountered that concern you? Medical scams? Yeah. Um, you know, there are things on there are devices and treatments that are that are advertised on on the internet and and they've got that advertising scheme down to a fairly well where uh, I know I, I got hooked on one that was for something or other and uh, you know, they said in in just two minutes, you know, we will be able to show you blah blah. Right. Half an hour later, I was still listening, waiting for the punchline. You know. Well, I think there's a lot. I mean, I think there's so much um, misinformation um, online. So I, I really caution patients, like really be careful what you because what you see online and 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 uh, maybe just be skeptical <laughs> because these yeah. quick and easy solutions and 
um, and, you know, are often scams and, uh, you know, people want to sell products. And so, so sometimes there's the, they sell this supplement line. If you take these supplements, your depression right. will be cured. And, um, and so, uh, yeah, and it's the same thing I say, you know, just watch with advice you get from commercials, um, watch for the advice you get from pharmacists, you know, because I think pharmacists basically will sometimes talk people out of something that I'm giving them, they get to the pharmacy level and they, and the pharmacist will say, well, do you know what this is usually used for? And so just basically destroying what I, the, the trust oh, I have the patient. And yeah. So I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of chat rooms online. There's a lot of, um, you know, and there's a lot of like really anti-medication mentality out there uh, and uh, certain religions, but also um, just online, there's a lot of that. And and so I, I always caution patients. And if you, or if a lot of my patients have anxiety disorders, I say, well, if you have anxiety, the worst thing you can do is read things online that are going to make you more anxious <laughs> or mm. going to the company website and reading or going to even WebMD or some other credible sources for the most part. But you know, sometimes what people read doesn't really apply to them. And and uh, so, I'm, you know, I, it's, you know, so basically online just does not individualize the information that I think people need to hear because and they get confused and then some of them get ripped off. Um, and so I just am always telling people and I, I often tell them that in the first visit, I should say, look, I'm not hiding anything from you, <laughs> but I would just say I, I'd caution you about looking up what I'm giving you online because you're not going to you're going to you're going to read a lot of scary things that don't apply to you like side effects and, and yeah and, yeah that, that's happened to me i you know i've been uh, i'm at the stage in life where i'm dealing with a bunch of medical issues and <laughs> so i've gone to WebMD and yeah. looked at the side effects and really get freaked out and exactly. you know and uh, there are so many and they're so severe <laughs> And as you say, you don't know if that really, if that fits your particular case, but what, this can kill me, this can, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you think about it, if you look at the, think about a commercial uh, on TV and they, everything, these nice pictures and people are smiling and having fun. Oh, and yeah. Then you listen to the litany of, okay, this could cause your arm to fall off. This could right. cause cardiac <laughs> arrest. This could cause sudden death. I mean, so you, you hear some of this and, and, and people are like, wait a minute. You hear what the commercial just said? I don't want yeah. to take that, you know. Yeah. So, but you know, I mean, why? Why do they have that FDA regulations? They have to say those things. But um, yeah. but there's a lot of like material, like I said, that you know, online that people have to just be really careful. I think the best source of information is talk to your doctor, talk to the person who's actually prescribing it, who's done it for a long time, like myself for 30 years, and. Um, and look, I'll give you the skinny. I'll, I'll tell you exactly what the side effects to watch for. I'll tell you when you should stop it, when to call me. You know, I, I like to individualize information and not get people, um, you know, too much or overwhelmed with false information. Yeah, yeah. What about the uh, the biome? That's something there's there's been a lot in the in the press about the curative, about the, actually even the psychological states that are to some degree controlled by you know by our gut by our poop and so on you said after what what did you say at the beginning you asked about what you said vion or 
the the biome. Oh, uh, biome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I think the the gut is you know the gut is very central, and you know, and uh, gut health is, is you know gut health you know every because everything connects to the nervous system. The nervous system goes to the gut, the heart and lungs, and and so if you yeah, if you're if things are off in your in your uh, bowels, then it throws the, the system off. You know, this is where the, maybe the term irritable bowel syndrome comes in. It's it's a kind of a term that kind of is a catch-all term, um, but it's extremely commonly related to stress. A lot of people have, you know, acid reflux and, and diarrhea and bloating, and and so. Um, and uh, and so yeah some of it might have to do with imbalances in their in their gut as far as overgrowth of certain bacteria so some people might do well with a, a cleanse of some type but but yeah the gut is very very central when it comes to emotional and, and physical health yeah so how is a person uh what are your recommendations for uh people who don't live in la but who want to find a doctor like you? Well, I mean, I'm. They can get a hold of me. I'm doing a lot of virtual visits. You know, ever since COVID, um, I'm ninety percent of my visits now are virtual or by or by phone. Oh, really? Um, and uh, you know, my books are available on my website. I'm, um, and so if they want to read more about what I do, or you know, or they read my books and the parts of my books and take those section to their doctor and say, Hey, you, can you do this? You know, with this, you know, um, you know, like I said, I, um, I have another book, my, my next book, my sixth book is actually coming out in January. So I'm hoping if that does well, then, um, then I can start, te- you know, I'm going to start teaching. And so I'm hoping my grand goal would be to teach doctors uh, my methods so that they can help their patients. But, um, are there, are there any uh, organizations that you think uh, tend to uh, to embody the the kind of thinking that you bring to to your work? Not no, not that I'm aware of, unfortunately. Which is why I've really had to kind of do this on my own. Um, you know, I've, I've read psychiatric textbooks, I've looked at journals, and so um, you know the, the the methods I'm I use are you know I've kind of learned a lot on my own. Um, I, I don't know if you've heard of, I don't know if I talked to you about my, my, my next book coming out. Um, I don't know if you, did I give you the title of that or no? Sure. Sure. You can, you it's, can uh, yeah, it's called the, the Corona protocol, um, a scientifically proven medical solution to stop addiction, bullying, homelessness, school shootings, and suicide, uh, 30 years in the making. Um, so that book is coming out in January and, um, it's, it's basically, I tell 30 stories. It's, it's mostly fiction, but I tell stories about patients. And so I'm hoping that that book will lead to, you know, um, I think it'll do very well. And I'm hoping that, you know, the first thing I really want to do is teach because I see that there's a huge need out there. Um, and there's, there's, you know, doctors need to be trained and uh, a lot of doctors out there. I, I think there's also primary care doctors really should be able to do the majority of this what i do because being a primary care doctor i can easily um kind of teach them and there's a lot of nurse practitioners and physicians assistants also that could be trained so i, I think that that's what i really want to do is is train uh, other providers to to you know 
to to do the, the current protocol. And in the meantime, though, I mean, as far as patients, I mean, get get a whole. I I, I take new patients. I'm I'm willing to work with people out of there. Is it's still totally fine and legal to do that now? You know, because of COVID, there's a lot of that's happening now. There's a lot of mm-hmm. um, a lot of virtual virtual distant care. Uh, how will people find you? What what's what is your uh, web address? My web address is www.drpaulcoronamd.com. So that's dr for doctor. So drpaulcoronamd.com. Dot com. Okay. So we'll and, send uh, people there. My, you know, there's a lot of stuff on there about me, my background, my training, my books, my blogs, my, you know, all that. There's a lot of there's a lot of things on there. Okay. Well, Dr. Paul Corona, I want to thank you for being my guest today on Shrinkwrap Radio. Sounds like you're, you, you know, you're coming from a good place and uh, I encourage you to move ahead and do the training that you want to do <laughs> to get the word that. out there. Thank you, Dr. Renaz. I appreciate your, the opportunity to come on. Today's guest, Dr. Paul Corona, MD, was an easy interview for me inasmuch as he identifies as a holistic practitioner working from a wellness model. Coming from a humanistic psychology background myself, I would say we are very much in philosophical alignment. He's also a good fit with many of the other interviews I've conducted over the years. In some ways, it feels like he has rediscovered or reinvented this approach on his own. He explains that he didn't originally plan to become a psychiatrist at all. He knew he wanted to practice medicine in a very personal way, focusing on deep listening and intimate connections with his patients. Thus, he thought the specialization that would offer the most latitude to become the kind of doctor he aspired to be was family medicine. He was very attuned to the idea that mind, body, and spirit make up the whole person. As he went along, he came to feel that psychiatric training would give him more training and expertise on the mind part of that equation. One of the things that sets him apart possibly from other holistic practitioners is that he does not eschew medications. He sees them as yet another tool that can be very useful with patients depending upon their unique needs. He's very invested in personalized medicine, and this includes coming up with his own mix of medications, often drawing on their off-label applications. In the process, he seems to be developing his own formulary, mixing and matching according to the individual patient's needs. I am impressed by the depth of his caring and his openness to responsible experimentation. I think many of us crave a doctor who listens so closely. Many of us are put off by the degree to which medicine seems to be increasingly industrialized and impersonal. It can be hard to find a doctor who practices in the old-fashioned way, like the country doctors of yore. When I pressed him as to how interested folk could find such a doctor near where they live, 
he let me know that they can work with him by using online tools. He says he's been practicing that way since the pandemic. He's written a number of books and has more coming out soon. If you think you might like to work with him, he suggests you go to his website at www.drpaulcoronamd.com. That's www.drpaulcoronamd.com. Hi, Dr. Dave. This is Nikki Amaria Sargent, and I wanted to say thank you. I want to say I was a, um, a therapist in a clinical practice in a rural community that for many years, and it didn't have, still doesn't have, much in the way of public mental health resources, let alone training opportunities for its therapists. My personal journey led me into analysis and then analytic training, and finally to be a certified union analyst. My rural colleagues supported me in all of this, despite questioning the relevance and the value of what I was doing. I still live in that country or community, though I practice in Palo Alto. Your podcasts have helped me learn a field of study and persons of amazingly rich research and competence I know I have enjoyed greatly. I've told my rural co- cohorts about your interviews. This has helped them grow as clinicians, better serve their patients, understand me, and get CEU units without extensive driving and carb- big carbon footprints. I'm so grateful for all your time and efforts to put together quality programming, bringing the treasures of depth psychology into contemporary discussion, and helping weave together communities of kindred spirits. Thank you, Dr. Dave. Thank you, Nikki Sargent, who has become a Jungian analyst here in California. I'm so glad you were able to find content on Shrinkwrap Radio that supports you on that journey. And thank you for your financial support and for encouraging others to do likewise. Once again, time to shrinkwrap it up. Thanks again to holistic psychiatrist Paul Corona, M.D., for sharing his pioneering work. Next week, our guest will be UK Professor Harriet Sams on ecotherapy and archaeotherapy. Until then, this is Dr. Dave reminding you to be kind to yourself, others, and our precious Earth. You've been shrink-wrapped by Dr. Dave. All the psychology you need to know, and just enough to make you dangerous.